Hello and welcome to the Swen Stephens Audio Experience, the place where you can find daily devotionals, past messages, and podcasts with friends. We want to help you to find life and purpose through Jesus while sharing life-giving content. Enjoy. Good morning, church. Isn't it good to uh, dedicate children to the Lord? Hey, I, I love it. I think that, that Jesus gets an extra big smile on his face when kids get prayed for and um, love, I love, just love seeing that incredible family as well. Uh, and today, uh, if, you know, if I haven't met you yet, my name is Swen, and it's a real honor and privilege to, to lead and serve. And my, my hope today is that I'm going to get out of the way for God to do what He is already doing in the service. And, you know, I love being here in worship, and, and that's why I can never imagine not going to church, because where else can you get a touch of heaven like that? And uh, God wants to do something today, and today I am going to be speaking about spiritual warfare as we close off our series on Teach Us to Pray. Teach Us to Pray has really been a journey over four weeks to say, okay, let's learn from Jesus how it is that we should pray. And so today, I, I feel like it would be remiss of me if I didn't add an extra arrow into the quiver of your prayer life to help you to live in the authority that God's really got for all of us today. And so I'm going to, uh, to read uh, from Ephesians chapter six, and then we're gonna pray, and then we're gonna jump into the message. So this is what Paul writes to the Ephesians. He says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the devil's schemes. There is a devil, there is an enemy, and if you look anything like Jesus, he does not like you. And we do not live in a world that is uh, a void, like without an enemy for all who believe. And the devil is not running around with his pitchfork in skin-tight latex clothing, red or black, the devil is clothed as an angel of light. That's, that's what he, he was. He was an angel who decided to try and take God's worship. And every time we worship God, it's like it reminds him of everything that he was and lost. He doesn't like you. Bible teaches that the, the devil is like a, a, a lion who is circling your life waiting to take you out. No cartoon characters here today, I'm afraid. Paul goes on to say that he's scheming your downfall, but for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground after you have done everything to stand. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for your grace. We thank you that we can have a place of worship. Father, I thank you that you have got a great plan for our lives. And though, Father, even though there is a great enemy in our lives that is scheming 
to take us, to take us out. I thank you, Father, that you do not leave your children defenseless, but that you have given us everything we need to overcome because Christ has won the victory for us. He has trampled on that great enemy called death and he has given us eternal life. And so Father, today I pray that we wouldn't fall victim to the, the schemes of the evil one, but that we would be aware of what you are doing in our lives and that we can live a life full of authority, of power and of peace. And so Father, today I pray that you would teach us how to pray, teach us how to warfare in the spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, amen, amen. So what we find Paul doing, thank you so much, Diego. Uh, what we find Paul talking about here is he's saying, you know, there's a lot of trouble in life, right? You don't have to go very far to realize that there is a lot wrong with the planet called Earth. There's a lot right, there's a lot going well. I, I love, there's a theologian who wrote once, he said that, he, that earth is as close to heaven as some people are gonna get and as close to hell as other people are gonna get. We live in this, this tension place. And we always go after the things we see, right? We're very visual and physical people, but there is way more to our life than what we see, feel, hear, and touch. There is another realm. It's the supernatural realm. It's a spiritual realm. And so Paul is trying to tell the Ephesians, look, the people that you're mad at, it's not so much a people, it's a spirit that you're mad at. You don't have an enemy called Timothy. You have an enemy that is called anxiety. You have an enemy that's called violence. You have an enemy called greed. You have an enemy called deception. You don't have an enemy called Phyllis. Is there a Phyllis here today? I'm gonna set you free today. There is an enemy that is at work in every sphere of society. You know, there is an, the, the, your, <laughs> your mother-in-law is not your enemy. I'm just, I just feel like that's gonna set somebody free today. There is a spirit. Your principle is not your enemy, amen. It's a spirit. There are spiritual forces over people, over city, spiritual forces over violence, spiritual forces over sickness, spiritual forces over despair, spiritual forces over deception, spiritual forces that are at work in relationships. I see it all the time. You know, in church life, you get to see lots of things happen, right? Because you see many people go through many things. And it's amazing how in one year, People in, in church life can be all for God, all for Jesus, when, you know, we're with you, revive church. And then another year, like, I love God, but God's left the building, and you're this, and you're that, and it's, it's what's happening is disunity and deception at work, and that's a spirit. It's that same spirit that works in disunity in marriage and in relationships. How is it that you go from great relationships to hating one another? How does that happen so fast? You gotta understand that the devil's been at this for a long time. 
And we think if we just read all the self-help books, go on all the courses, take all the things we need to do, and we should do those things, but that's gonna break free from our lives. That's gonna help you in your practical application of the truth of God's word, but that's not gonna break a spirit that's hanging over a city. Despair is not something you self-help your way out of. Despair is a, a spirit that gets broken over your life so that you can walk in the freedom and joy of the Holy Spirit in your life. So I want us just to realize today that there are certain authorities that God has allowed to be at work in the world. And it is those authorities that are vying for control over the world. Make no mistake, the world is on roller skates towards the day when the Antichrist, another Antichrist will arise to try and rule. The devil, if he, if he liked you, he would keep out of your life, but he doesn't like you. He whispers in your mind. He, he orchestrates things that are happening in the world. You cannot tell me that war and famine and disease has got anything to do for God, with God's best for your life. There is no war happening in heaven. There is no sickness in heaven. There is no despair in heaven. There's no anxiety in heaven. Heaven is not wondering what the oil price is doing today. Heaven is not worried about there not being enough electricity to light up God's throne. Heaven is not a poor place. Poverty is a spirit. And so for some reason, even though Jesus conquered the grave, conquered Satan, conquered the fact that we would go to a lost eternity, has given us hope, has given us forgiveness, has given us salvation, has crushed the work of the enemy. For some reason, God has still allowed the enemy certain authority to govern in the world. It's the same kind of authority he gives us to govern in the world. He allows us to do what we wanna do, does he not? God does not stand in heaven controlling us with a mind control device. He doesn't stand there with a remote control. He gives us what? Free will. But at the end, make no mistake, there is only one person in authority and in charge and in command. And so what we need to realize is that when we surrender to God, we actually come under the authority of God for our lives. We come into agreement with the authority of God in our lives. When we surrender to God, we come under His authority and then we have authority over the evil forces that are at play in the world. But if we come under our own authority or the authority of other people or the authority of the evil spirits, or just be like, hey, I don't believe that there's a God. There's all this spiritual, supernatural realm stuff is mumbo jumbo. That's cool, I get it, I understand it. But that doesn't mean that there's things are not, just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not real. And even Christians today, we've like avoided the fact there's an enemy because we don't wanna deal with the messy side of our faith. If we do not come under the authority of God, we come under someone else's authority and someone else rules our life. 
we get to choose what we come into agreement with. Because if you're taking notes and you come away with one thing, take, take notes of this. That whatever we come into agreement with, we give power to. Whatever we come into agreement with, we give power to. How do I know this? Well, think about it. Whatever you think about yourself just keeps happening, doesn't it? You think, oh man, I'm like, I'm not a nice person. I'm a horrible person. I battle with all these things in my mind. You know what? It must be because I am unlovable. It must be because I am not good enough. And all of a sudden you live your life from a position of words that God never spoke over your life. You actually come and give power to the words that the devil speaks into your life. I'm never gonna change. I'm never gonna be able to become something different. I'm never gonna be able to grow. My marriage is too far gone. My business is too far. All of these things that we agree with, we just give more power and authority to. But when we come under God's word where he says you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who gives you strength, that you have the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead now lives in you, that you are a beloved daughter or son of the most high God. It's got it. We gotta come into agreement with those words. Breakthrough is your birthright. So whatever we come into, we give agreement to, we give power to. So let's come under the authority of God and have the power of God to live life. Does that mean that Christians have an easy time? No. If you, if you became a Christian to have a better life or an easy life, I'm sorry. That bus does not stop at that station. If you, wanna, if you wanna have battle after battle, become a Christian. But you know what the awesome thing is? That God is fighting for you. And so every battle you come against under the authority of Christ, you actually gain victory over. An example of authority gone wrong is in Acts chapter nine, uh, 19, I'm not gonna read it, but what happens is these guys, they start, they start seeing Paul's amazing authority in casting out demons and, and healing people and preaching the gospel. So it's like a family that go around. They're called the seven sons of Sceva. They go around and they start trying to cast out devils in people, right? Um, and they go, in the name of Jesus, who Paul preaches, I command these demons to come out. And one demon says, excuse me, listen here, buddies. I don't know what your plan was for this whole thing, but it's something I need you to know. Jesus, I know Jesus. He was stepping on the throat of my, of my master. I know Jesus. Paul, yeah, yeah, I've heard of Paul. I don't wanna meet Paul. But who are you? And it actually says that those, the demons actually overpowered them and gave them such a hiding. And so much fear came over the people of that region because they realized that when God speaks, God carries a big stick. And it's not by what we say or what we know, it's about what authority are we standing in? Because he, God has given us authority to be children of the most high God. So when devils come into contact with us, it's not who are you, buddy. It's more like, whoa, we gotta get out of here. 
I remember a prophetic lady who was, uh, would travel around and she would say often she would walk through airports and stuff and people would start manifesting around her. Is that too much for us to grasp today? That some people can actually have such great authority in the supernatural that brings breakthrough in people's lives. I know this is difficult to understand because hey, we can open up our Google on our phone and we can watch a movie right here in church, right? We're so into the, 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 the normal stuff of life, the tangible stuff of life. But I'm here today to say that there is an enemy, but God has given us authority over that enemy. What I don't want us to go is that it's not about devils knowing your name. It's about you knowing God. Because we're not on the hunt for devils. You know, like we should start up a ministry, buy a van and be like, devil hunter. And be like, da-na-na-na-na-na, here we come, da-na-na-na-na-na, who's on there, da-na-na-na-na, Phil, bum, 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 to me, we're coming for you. And they hop out of this van with like these. When you know God, you don't have to be in fear of any devil or any spirit. Because if you know God, I promise you what, the devils of hell know you. And what I want us to do today is to realize the authority we have and walk in that authority. It reminds me of the story of Daniel in Daniel chapter 10. And Daniel, he decides to go on a, a, a season of prayer and fasting and he's done, and we're going into a season of prayer and fasting. And what Daniel did is he says this in Daniel chapter 10, verse two to three, he says, at that time, I, Daniel, mourned for three weeks. I ate no choice food, no meat or wine touched my lips, and I used no lotions at all until the three weeks were over. And then fast forward to, chapter, to verse 12, he says, and then he continued, this is now the angel that has come to give Daniel the message. Do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come in response to them. But the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. Then Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me because I was detained there with the king of Persia. Now I have come to explain to you what will happen to your people in the future, for the vision concerns a time yet to come. So what we see here is that Daniel, he got into a season where he was gonna fast and pray because there was something that was troubling him. He was fasting for 21 days, no meat. My goodness, vegans are always fasting. <laughs> if you're a vegan, we love you. He ate, no, he drank no wine, no choice foods, didn't even dress himself very well because he was seeking the Lord. And you know what? I bet after 14 days, I would have quit. Be like, what am I all spending all this time praying for? But he continued, he persevered. And on the 21st day, this angel comes and says, Daniel, I finally made it. And here's the message from God. And he offloads this prophetic word. So what we see is that, that there are spiritual authorities and kingdoms that are at work in this world because it wasn't an actual person that delayed an angel. Because every time you read of an angel meeting a person in scripture, they are freaked out, terrified, and bow down. 
So it wasn't the king of the, the, the earthly kingdom. It was a spirit at work within that kingdom that delayed this angel. And in fact, Michael came, and in, in, in other parts of that scripture, it says that they were contending for 21 days. You know that when we pray, it's not just to send up the prayer once and that's it. Phil preached such a good word on persistent prayer last week. I'm not gonna go down that road. But we actually gotta contend in the supernatural. We gotta pray for breakthrough to happen. We gotta pray for revival over our city. We gotta pray for the spirit of poverty to be broken in our city, for despair to be broken in our city, for lawlessness to be broken in our city, for anxiety to be broken over our lives. You didn't expect this when you came to church today, eh? Teach us to pray. And notice that there was a delay from the moment that the word was sent to the moment the word was delivered. That's why we should never stop praying. We should never grow weary. We should continue to believe God, continue to pray, continue to see breakthrough. Are you believing God to be healed? Don't give up believing. Don't give up praying. Don't just keep going. I want to encourage you today that we can actually win battles in the spiritual, in the supernatural realm. We don't have to allow the devil to dominate our lives on all sorts of levels. Who loves listening to talk radio. We, I won't shame you, I promise. Good, who likes watching the news? Good, good, good. Who's given up on the news? Wow, yeah. If you allow the narrative of the news articles around the world to dictate your peace in life, you will be depressed, stressed out, and consistently worried. There is, a, there is a narrative in the world. If you want peace, if you want to experience joy, don't go look at News 24, go look at John chapter one. Go look at Acts 19. Go look at Psalm 50. Go look at Proverbs 21. Okay, is there anybody in the church today that needs to, uh, like an injection of joy and faith? What narrative are we believing in the world? Today, you can break every spiritual authority over your life because you carry authority greater than the authority of that what's in the world. Listen, if Jesus can rise up from the dead and put His Spirit in us, what on earth are you capable of in God? You can break addiction over your life. You can break depression over your life. You can break anxiety over your life. You can break uh, uh, habits of violence in your life. Your workplace can be a place of utter anguish, hatred, despair, and become a place of supernatural joy and honor. Don't start looking for places like that. God has empowered you to change places to be like that. Why, why do we have to surrender schools to the plans of the enemy? Why do we have to say, you know what? Let's evade all, let's get out of all the public schools. Let's find good Christian schools that we can send our kids to. 
why not believe God and walk circles around schools, amen? Come on, why not believe God that every single school that's in within reach of our church can be a place that is lit up with the gospel, lit up with people who know Jesus, lit up with people who can serve one another, love one another, be kind to one another, honor one another, honor leaders, serve people around them, grow in knowledge, have a life-transforming experience. Why can't your family be like that? I tell you what, God is believing that it can happen. God's will is for it to happen. Take authority in Christ. You know what, sometimes life happens to you, am I right? Everything just hits the fan and it just smells. But sometimes we need to know when to stand up in God and say this and no more. Today is the day where I draw a line in the sand. And that's pretty much where Daniel was coming from. So I quickly wanna teach us just some things about fasting. If you're taking notes, fasting with prayer is powerful. Fasting without prayer is dieting. Praying without fasting is relational. Okay, we're going on a 21-day fast-ish leading up to Easter. We're starting next week, Monday, okay? And if you've never fasted before, you're at the perfect church service for you. You're gonna learn about fasting today. But if you fast and you don't pray, you just get skinny and lightheaded and dizzy and miserable to be around. You gotta pray. I gotta pray just to keep from being mad when I fast. Are you, am I right, Jordan? Okay, you're with me, Jordan. Love it, bro. So what is fasting? Fasting is when you say no to something that is a desire of the flesh so that you can say yes to something from God. It helps you to pray. Fasting traditionally has always been food because in the early centuries of this world, they never had Instagram. They never had media. It would fast food. It's a way of saying no to the flesh and yes to the spirit. Helps us to pray. Fasting helps us with things like it helps us to draw near to God. Because when we fast, we humble ourselves before God. Say, God, I can't do this. I'm gonna fast and pray and believe that you can, amen? Fasting helps us to be humble and God is attracted to humble. It helps us reduce the noise of the world and tune out our heart, tune our hearts into hear the Lord. So it's like turning down the megaphone of the world around us and amplifying scripture and the voice of God in our life. It helps us to weaken the flesh and strengthen the spirit. It helps us onto God's agenda, helps us to align ourselves for breakthrough. And it is the reset button on our life to say no to the flesh and yes to the spirit. If we want to grow in authority, if we want to walk in the power that Christ has won for us, we need to draw near to God. And sometimes fasting is the only way to do that, to break those things in our life. So how do you fast? There's a food fast, just helping those who don't know, have never done this before. A full fast is when you say you don't eat any food for a certain amount of time. And what you do is you drink liquids, you maybe drink broths for some nourishment. Um, and that's the amount designed however long you wanna go with that. Please, nobody, unless you've got authorization from a doctor or you've God has spoken to you, please don't do a full fast for 21 days this time around. 
You gotta build up to stuff like that, okay? If you're pregnant or you take lots of tablets, please do not do a full fast at all, unless God speaks to you. A partial fast is when you cut out certain foods. Hey, for some of my South African friends, you cannot fast vegetables because you love meat too much. Okay, veggies are not the enemy. It's like cutting out a meal time or cutting out certain things. Generally, I cut out meat, sweets. It's simple for me to understand. Meat and sweets is what I generally cut out, but let that be however you get it as strict as you want to. Maybe you eat, uh, you don't eat between seven and seven or, and that's not when you go to sleep, guys. I'm fasting while I'm asleep, that doesn't count. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just helping us. Am I helping anybody today? You can do a soul fast, which is a second kind of fast, where you cut out media, cut out news, you cut out social media, you cut out watching YouTube for five hours when you're meant to just watch one video about cutting grass. You, you, you cut out all sorts of just media. Why? So that the time that you spend spiraling in media, you can actually give to prayer and thinking about what God says about you. A third kind of fast is a lifestyle fast where you cut out a habit. Some people actually break free from alcoholism and smoking and other addictions when they decide to fast for 21 days. I've already heard of, of, of yesterday, I've heard of people telling me, yeah, the last time we did a fast, things just stopped and they've never gone back to it in their life. That's fantastic. So if you need something to break in your life, now you can do that fast. So when do you fast? Well, as a person who comes to Revive Church, you fast from the 19th of March to the 6th of April. Good Friday. The 7th. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely eating breakfast on the 7th. Anyway, fast until then. Other times to fast is when you need to make a really big life-changing decision. Hey, if you need to make... If you need to decide what you're gonna wear today, don't ask God, ask your spouse. But if you're gonna make a decision about moving, about new jobs, about those kinds of things, fast for a period of time and pray so you can get God's wisdom in your life to make a very big decision. You need to fast when you need a breakthrough in an area of your life, like breakthrough, breaking addiction. Hey, if, you have, if you're addicted to pornography, over 21 days of prayer and fasting, that can be broken in your life. I believe it, it's gonna happen. Why? Because you're probably gonna throw your computer out or go to bed early when your wife goes to bed or your husband goes to bed. Nothing good's on TV after 10 o'clock. I'm just putting that out there. If you need to break free from something, now is an opportunity over 21 days of prayer and fasting. Fast if you wanna draw nearer to God. Fast when you want to strengthen your spiritual life and your spiritual awareness. So why do I bring this all together? Because God has not called us to live a life that is surrendered to the enemy's plan for our life and our band can come up. God has actually called us to live in the authority as a child of the Most High God. 
He has called us to take captive every sin and every thought and make it obedient to Christ so that the earth may be changed and transformed into the image of Christ. We are not called to pick up spears, swords, and guns. We are called to take up prayer. We're called to take up fasting. We're called to take up the Word of God. We're called to take up the attitude of Christ, which is to pray and to love and to serve. The weapons that he has given are not natural weapons, but they are warfare weapons nonetheless. Just because you can't see the person who you sent an email to doesn't mean they never got the email. Just because you can't see the spiritual enemies around you and at work around the people around you doesn't mean that they're not there and they do not bow to the authority of Christ. Let's stop letting the devil have authority and a voice in our life today. Let's start lining up with what God wants for you today. I believe that from today, strongholds are gonna be break, broken. I believe that today and over the next, until we get to Easter, Easter's gonna be an incredible season. Why? Not because we're gonna have the most amazing fun you could possibly imagine. Like, I mean, we've got so many inflatables, I'm not sure we have space on the field, okay? This is not gonna be fun because this building is gonna be so packed because you're gonna invite every single person who lives and breathes in your street. It's not gonna be amazing because everyone on Facebook and Instagram are gonna be like, we wanna see what's happening with this Easter Bunny story. This place is gonna be full. I just wanna warn you now. If you can walk, walk, because there's gonna be more than 400 people here on Easter Sunday. But that's not what's gonna be great about Easter. What's gonna be great about Easter is that all these chains that have been holding you down for so long will be broken by Easter. That's when that's a big statement. Yeah, but so is God. So is God. I think maybe, maybe, are we playing? Are we, are we, we're alive, we, we can play. Okay, we can play, cool, we can play. It always sounds better when we play. I wanna to speak to, to people today who actually are struggling to believe what I've been saying. Maybe we can close our eyes for a brief moment. I'm the kind of person who it's gotta make sense in my head before it makes sense in my heart. I'm a very, I, I like logical thinking. And I find myself many times going, that, that, that can't be real. But you know what, I've walked, we can leave the lights on, don't worry. We, we, I've walked and seen too much to think that everything that I can wrap my head around is what's true. There are things that play in life that are beyond my ability to understand. And honestly, today, my goal was never to come with a polished message. My goal today was to, to shake you up a little bit, to teach you that the thing you're fighting is not what you're fighting. The thing you're fighting is the Spirit. And God has authority, and so do you. And I wanna help you today with a 
another arrow in the quiver to go, you know what? I don't wanna keep walking around this mountain anymore. I'm gonna believe God for breakthrough. And if you're willing to believe over a season of prayer and fasting, I'm gonna ask God that He will reveal Himself to you in that season. And you choose what to do, but, and you're gonna see breakthrough in your life. One way or another, I, I, I am so confident of it. But I want you to go all in. Imagine what it would be like if you walk free. Imagine what it would be like if your spouse comes to know Jesus. Imagine what it would be like if the people in your life actually came to church with you and got saved, set free, delivered. Imagine what it would be like to get breakthrough in the area of your life that you've been battling with and struggling with for the last 20 years. I would love to breathe more of that in my life. So if you don't mind to stand to your feet, I'm gonna pray for us. And, and, and so now you can hit the lights, that would be great. Wherever you're at today, I wanna pray for you. And I'm gonna ask our prayer team to come out to the front as well. Because today we're gonna draw a line in the sand. We, we, we're gonna walk in the authority of God. And I'm gonna give an invitation to you today. No one's gonna ask questions, but if, if you want something broken over your life, it's gonna break in the front. Remember the children of Israel that walked around Jericho for how many days? Seven days. Warfare is not about, oh, I've given it to God. He'll, no, no, no. Warfare is, I am not letting go until God moves. I will not let the enemy walk victoriously in my life. And you just gotta know when that moment is for you. So I'm gonna pray for us generally and our team are gonna worship and then we're just gonna call people to the front for prayer. So God, we thank you for your grace and mercy. We thank you for your authority. We thank you, God, that we're not trying to build shiny Christianity. We wanna walk in authority. And so Father, thank you that today things are gonna change, strongholds are gonna fall, Depression is gonna be broken. Anxiety is gonna be smashed. Addiction is gonna be break free off people's lives. Father, I pray alcoholism is gonna fall off people. Pornography is gonna be broken. Despair, God, we break, we break, oh God, could we, we break poverty in our city. We break lawlessness over our city, the church to rise, freedom to flood in, and lives to be transformed. God, it starts today. And so God, we just commit ourselves to you. God, we're not looking for devils behind bushes, we're looking for you. You are enough for us. Help us to walk out today as your children. Thank you, Lord.